0: I finally got it for a right for once.
1: Yeah, right off the bat. You sound clear as a whistle. Like a Batman. Hmm? Right off the bat. Oh, yeah. A Batman. I'm not wearing hockey pants. Okay, and I am going to make a little marker here to say uh-huh. that, uh, you know, there was a joke at this point in the B-roll, and uh, just in case we want to put it at the beginning or the end.
0: I don't know if that's what I would call it. Yeah. I don't know if I'd use just the J-word. Just a J little word. joke. Uh, just a little... It's more of a quote. <laughs> just a little levity. Uh, well, I mean, we can all use levity in these trying times. I use it for Ow. making bread. Well, levi- f- Levitied <laughs> bread. Okay, I'm going to make
1: a mark real uh-huh. quick. Now that's a joke.
0: Hey everyone, welcome to Think Outside the Box It's a podcast about learning to appreciate an artist who's overlooked, misunderstood, or dismissed. I'm Nathan Hunt. And I'm Cameron
1: DeWitt. This I- is season... 13 starting a new season lucky number 13 and, yeah and we record on fridays so this might be our our spookiest most cursed season that's true uh i don't remember and There's if we... probably something bad like some sort of bad portent about covering two white rappers in a row
0: oh i'm sure that is bad luck <laughs> it's gotta be
1: <laughs>
0: yeah yeah you know the old saying <laughs> uh two white if by land uh finish it for me i'm setting you up and by setting you up uh, i mean throwing you off a cliff
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> comedic that's uh, sense. well that is the opposite of an alley-oop right there
0: <laughs> it's it's pulling the pin out and handing someone a live hand grenade <laughs> and then shoving them away to the other side of the basketball court every week every week <laughs> everyone tune so, in uh yeah macklemore
1: why are we talking about Mac Morgan?
0: because um, we thought it would be an interesting contrast to Eminem who we just finished covering in season 12. And let me tell you, it's already kind of some interesting material. This is his t- is from the year 2000, his EP uh what is it? It's Open Your Eyes is that what it's
1: called? Uh it's technically a mixtape. Oh yeah, sorry, EP, Right. Yeah, it yeah. does have 18 songs.
0: <laughs> it do- it's very long is the yeah. thing. Uh, but he released it when he was only 17.
1: Yeah. Perhaps. Which is why I'm yeah. I'm just not going to be mad at him. Yet. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> there's a lot of cringy stuff. Um, but yeah. also,
0: it's not as bad as probably most rap that most white 17-year-olds thir- put out. <laughs> I'm going to venture and say, like, of the baseline of white 17-year-olds rapping, this is probably much higher than that i don't know what do you yeah think about? Do i would you think say grow?
1: there's there's a there's a baby to not be thrown out with the bath water there's a
0: there's a tiny little there's a tiny little there is a child in
1: the tub yeah <laughs> save the child <laughs> yeah exactly let him grow up and then we'll cancel him <laughs>
0: there's a 17 year old child in this tub and we're heaving the tub out the window but we're trying to grasp onto the slippery arms of this naked 17 year old <laughs> and his name We're gonna, is going to be put in some sort of list
1: <laughs> and
0: that 17-year-old's in some name in states uh professor maclemore
1: oh yeah um he i guess made some sort of superhero in middle school or some shit like for for a project called professor professor Mclemore, and that turned into like a nickname and then an mc name so uh and boy does he profess if if nothing else he professes <laughs> he
0: definitely does um he's his, he's got his some name.
1: lofty ideas
0: oh he does he's yeah he starts off strong with his first real track there's like a <laughs> intro that's just a bunch of sampled bullshit uh but his first real track he starts talking about hip-hop and the state of hip-hop and I always love it when artists start talking about the state of the genre or medium that they're working in. I love all those poems that are about poetry and the songs that are about music. Those are always good and never a bad idea.
1: Well, there is—I mean, spoiler alert. There is—he does fuck a song
0: later on. The that market. is true. He fucks a song. Yeah. Yes. So um, some interesting yeah. <laughs> stuff going on here. Benjamin Hammond Haggerty, born June 19th, 1983. Uh, yes. Uh, AKA Professor Macklemore, born in Seattle, grew up on Capitol Hill, and uh, I think still lives in Seattle.
1: Yeah. Uh, and he did think he was gay because what? why was it? Because he kept his room clean because yeah. his uncle was?
0: <laughs> his his uncle was and he kept his room tidy or something, and he's like, Oh, I guess that makes me gay. Which is uh, I mean it reminds me
1: of it's probably what that, the, that old Jeff Foxworthy joke. Oh my god. He <laughs> might be a homosexual if your, your uncle's if a homosexual. Your room,
0: if your room's tidy, you might be a gay. <laughs> um yeah, which, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, um, that's probably what the, like, shithead homophobic uh, dumb uh, Northwestern is around him. We're telling him around that time. Sure. Um, and that's that's actually one of the thoughts I was thinking when listening to this uh, wretched mixtape was, Jesus Christ, two th- the year 2000 was a long time ago and the world was so different back then. What whatever passed for quote-unquote the discourse was so fucking different um yeah there were like there were like intellectuals and academics among marginalized groups who were talking about things like appropriation but that was you would never hear that word it was never uh never a mainstream thing The, the the just like mainstream sludge that flowed around us was like so homophobic um so
1: transphobic, uh, yeah. E- even I more hear, racist I than did it hear is the today. F word, maybe like every day. Yeah. Uh, direct. I don't know to what extent I said it, but it was like part of the vernacular of the boys I hung out with, and also like I, I grew up in Hillsboro, Oregon, which I think at least at the time had the highest population of of Mexican immigrants um, and uh, of of different generations. And uh, people regularly said the word, uh, the slur beaner, um, like, all the time. And people hated Mexicans. And Jesus. a lot of my friends did, uh, including, like, we had Mexicans in our friend group, and they would um, uh, use that language, like, freely. And, yeah, looking back on it, it's absolutely horrific.
0: Yeah. It's bad. I mean... I didn't see a lot of that. Um, per, I mean, personally, I also grew up in Oregon in a smaller town, uh, but uh, luckily I didn't have any friends, um, so I didn't see a lot of that uh, personally. And also, um, also probably the Eugene area is is more segregated. There are like uh, yeah. Oregon has, I think it's like thirteen to fifteen percent like Hispanic uh, population, but. Yeah. Large, large swaths of the state are just incredibly segregated, uh, including the yeah. entire Eugene area. So, and
1: there's there's some aspects to that to call back to a, a, an earlier, a recent episode. There are some aspects to that that are separation versus segregation, especially in terms of um, trying to protect undocumented, you know, immigrants. Like sometimes they just don't uh, try to un. They they don't try to integrate because the more you integrate, the more in danger you are of getting uh, reported, or murdered, or whatever, or murdered or worse, yeah. So, so got killed by cops. I mean, th- there's an element of that there as well. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah, two thousand. What a terrible time to, <laughs> to start making art. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i mean imagine like to put what your was, thoughts out there <laughs> the stuff that was like tearing up the charts was like boy bands and uh like 98 degrees had recently done their weird like appropriation thing like the the latin pop thing was big around that time yeah. shrek hadn't even come out yet this was a pre-shrek
1: <laughs> world cameron <laughs> i can't even imagine when uh i've already forgotten when like when did the uh the second and third Eminem albums come out.
0: Oh, it was like uh, ninety-seven I think or something. Marshall, or is that the first one? I think the Marshall Mathers EP was ninety-nine. Yeah,
1: because we or do LP, we do get rather. an Eminem w- at least one Eminem reference. Yeah, so that was really popular as well.
0: Marshall Mathers, yeah, that came out in May two thousand, so about s- five months before this mixtape, uh, and the Slim Sh- Sh- Shady e- LP came out in
1: ninety-nine. Yeah, okay. Well, uh what yeah, what do you think about what did you think about the the musical delivery of Macklemore's rap?
0: I thought it was um like not bad, but it was highly derivative um and and it it clicked in a place when I read on Wikipedia uh when he started to sing Haggerty listened to quote a lot of East Coast underground hip hop with hieroglyphics, freestyle fellowship as c alone. Living Legends, Wu-Tang Clan, Mob, Deep, Nas, and Talib Kweli being big influences on him. Uh, mm. And I, I feel like he sounds like he's trying to do an impression of Del the Funky Homo Sapien, who was part of Hieroglyphics.
1: Um, I've only heard a little bit of Del the Funky Homo Sapien. Uh, I heard a lyric once as a kid where he said, they call me nasty because I eat the cat. And I think about it all the time. <laughs>
0: oh, that's, that's not uh, that's not Del. That's another of the hieroglyphics.
1: Oh, interesting. That song you know, is a the fucking who, banger
0: though. I think it's called uh the, the person it's
1: called <laughs> I'll, Burn I'll it
0: or uh uh hieroglyph it's called Burn It or Burn. I think it's yeah, it's just called Burn, I think. Um The person who burnt, introduced it sorry, to me burnt.
1: told Burnt. Burnt with a T, yeah with um Bradley Cooper.
0: Yeah, that has like one of the best old school hip hop flows I've ever heard um in it. When the there's like an organ that comes in, it's so fucking cool. Yeah.
1: I guess that maybe the isn't there Adele uh Gorillas song? Isn't there a famous one? This oh, one he's still? all
0: over the first album. In fact, he thought he was part of the band until uh i think um damon Albarn's kind of unceremoniously dropped him for the second album and he was like wait what <laughs> yeah i thought I that, that was
1: it. a gorilla
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um let's see i have it i have it up on uh uh on the genius it's a plus he says people call me soup just because i'm living fat people call me nasty it's because I eat the cat Ah, very good. <laughs> and I swing a bat to level heads, leaving levels, leaving devils dead. Never said never, cause a clever head's better. Dreads locked on the top of my crop, never flaky. If this was a field, then Bo Jackson couldn't shake me. <laughs> That's also a very good verse. Um, yeah. But my, my favorite verse is from Opio. It's fucking rules. Yeah. Uh, so everyone check out that song, Burnt. It is Is great. the
1: sing-songy delivery, is that kind of what, what Macklemore's pulling from them? Oh, is totally. Is that what he's deriving?
0: Yeah. Um, very tonal. Yes, very tonal, very sing songy Um, but I feel, I feel like the contours of the melody and the kind of rhythms that he's going for is very reminiscent of Del the Funky Homo sapien. Um, particularly like this this, this uh this mixtape reminded me a lot of a project called Deltron 3030, which featured um featured uh, uh Del the Funky Homo sapien as the mc and as the the uh, producer it it was uh dan the automator um so it had a lot of like kind of spacey sci-fi uh like retro futuristic stuff um sampled cool and uh yeah it sounded very much like um or this album reminded me a lot of that actually rather Hmm. and it's very cool everyone should check it out uh i really like dell
1: yeah i i in general enjoyed the delivery if I wasn't listening to the lyrics, <laughs> I, I generally enjoyed the delivery pretty well. I thought I like, I wouldn't necessarily like it. At, he's seventeen, whatever. But I thought that it was pretty proficient. There are a few moments where it's like you're just cramming in syllables and it doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah, there's but, definitely uh, a
0: lot of like kind of filler stuff that doesn't track on a semantic level.
1: It also feels like he's not trying very hard. With Eminem, it was always like he was trying really hard to do uh, impressive things, and when he succeeded, it was awesome. Often, yeah, and then but then sometimes he would fail.
2: Right, he's
1: so obsessed with this like idea, uh, a technical idea of that he wants to ex- execute, like a rhyme or a rhythm, and then it's just like ah. Yeah, like Eminem I, I was like... I wish just hadn't tried.
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't know. But he Yeah, he said some really awful things. Like Eminem was kind of like those uh, possibly apocryphal orators from ancient Greece who would like put uh, stones in their mouths and still try to speak clearly through them as a way of like training their public speaking <laughs> skills. It's like Eminem was kind of doing that kind of like woodshedding, that kind of like uh, practice. Yeah. Um, and I feel like Macklemore pretty clearly did not do any of that.
1: Yeah, he does. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah,
0: yeah. But but I mean, I ha- I do have to say that Macklemore does seem better intentioned than Eminem. Like he may yeah. be misguided as he may be, and how cringy as he may be at seventeen years old. Um, yeah. I mean, it, I think Eminem was probably more cringy at seventeen. I, I forget how old M was with the, with the first stuff that we heard from him
1: um uh i I think maybe like early 20s yeah
0: perhaps early to mid 20s which those couple of years we read some
1: lyrics from like a mixtape i think Mm -hmm. uh like a really offensive song about an ex-girlfriend
0: oh yeah so Uh, uh his first album came out when he was 24 yeah yeah so those seven years are a
1: very wide gulf 17 to 24 (laughs) lots of big changes dear dear lord (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah i mean like when a 24 year old is uh is bugging it's very different than a 17 year old doing uh, you know it's like okay you're 17 they're very different bugs yeah (laughs) uh let's get into these songs Okay, we're if not going to talk so. about all of them. Executive decision. yeah. That I especially,
0: be- <laughs> especially because the Genius does not have lyrics for all of them. Also, there yeah. are like what, like
1: three hundred of them or something. Yeah, there's about three hundred songs. <laughs> it's too many. Yeah, there there are a couple moments in the Genius where uh, at the bottom of the lyrics, it'll it's obviously unfinished, and the person is like, "Oh, that's as far as I've gotten so far. Feel free to chip in, everyone." <laughs>
0: yeah they just give up they're like eh, eh, that's <laughs> yeah that's enough one of yeah, the songs a, they do uh, like <laughs> a
1: fun little project
0: <laughs> yeah one of the songs they they like transcribed an audio sample that they had played in the song and then they do like two lines of macklemore's writing and they're like yeah we're done
1: <laughs> on the other hand this is stupid
0: yeah exactly i don't know did did you look other places for the lyrics like it should i did
1: yeah oh. and they're not no? around
0: okay so there's the it's very hard to look up the lyrics for this so we're gonna probably skip a lot of them that don't have lyrics
1: yeah, I mean, honestly, the the second half is where most of the lyrics are missing, and it's also where I lost the most interest.
0: What is it so. with white rappers having extremely weak uh,
1: back halves of their albums? I don't know. It's probably something... Um about their bi- biology,
0: I was going to say it's probably a racial characteristic. <laughs> yeah, it's it's race science. <laughs> That's a throwback to our weekly mini podcast <laughs>
1: called, <laughs> uh, called where we reviewed the concept of race. <laughs> <science>. Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, it's called Oof. Phrenology Weekly, and it stars uh, me and
1: Cameron. <laughs>
0: No, it's actually called. What we took <laughs>
1: turn measuring each other's skulls. Yeah, exactly,
0: <laughs> and talking about oh, uh, the bell curve and what that really means. Uh, no, uh, it's called What's in the Box Weekly, and uh, I talked about th- this week. We were talking about lots of books. It was like a freaking book club. And if that sounds interesting to people, I don't can't see how it possibly could. <laughs> you can go to support.boxed website to help us keep making this show, and also you'll get access to all of our bonus materials, including that little bonus mini show per week. Uh, so we were talking, we we're doing a book club, and I was Having a hot take on Sherlock Holmes and all the weird scientific racism that is prevalent, uh, just like just like the casual like European like middle class society of that time and how it sounds like straight up Nazi shit to us these days, yeah, because it is,
1: because it is. Uh, that that reminds me. By the way, we did promise to watch Eight Mile and do a review of it, so we'll do that sometime soon, I guess. In, yeah, in, in these quarantine times.
0: Yeah, I've I think yeah I, th- I think um now that your baby is here you probably have a lot more free time uh
1: <laughs> i do have time to watch films uh because i am up in the middle of the night with nothing to do other than play zelda uh-huh. and sometimes zelda's too hard so i want to yeah. be watching a movie
0: okay yeah we should we
1: should uh, make an altered happen soon. carbon second season is bullshit
0: <laughs> dude so. the last half of the first season was bullshit too it was not good it's true it was a pretty promising start, but then it just really fizzled out, kind of like this album. And that's what's called a segue back right. to the matter at hand. And here we, and here we go, <laughs> here we go. Uh, I guess we should skip the intro. It's just like instrumental samples. Um, it
1: already does sound like kind of appropriative, like right off the bat. Actually, like, maybe we should there listen some to some it like, a little bit. Uh, faux Native American flutes in it or something. Oh,
0: I forget. Let's listen to the sample I have. Oh no! That to me that sounds more like faux Asian, like kung fu appropriation.
1: It's hard to say with anything that is a pentatonic scale on a flute because, you know, to the layman, this pentatonic scale is a pentatonic scale, and it sounds pretty similar, like from culture to culture, if it's played on a flute.
0: True. Yeah. Especially because it sounds yeah. like a European concert flute, and usually. Uh, yes. When you think of Native American flutes, you think of them being played on wooden instruments, um, uh, which are more, more like traditional to that, to that uh, tradition of music rather than like the metal, like European concert flute. Right. Um, I mean, it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of like the, uh, the flutes in the boondocks theme. Oh, Yeah which i like that, that fucking slaps that song's so good i love
1: the boondocks theme
0: <laughs> it's like 30 seconds long and it does so much cool fucking stuff in 30 seconds it's
1: great uh so that's the intro and we we are blessed with what like three or four or more of just <laughs> things like that in this album yeah kind of boring and a, a little too long they're a little a too, long. too long
0: there, there's a lot of a lot of um, stuff on this album where Macklemore has not really learned any kind of restraint. Um, he like, he's very self-indulgent. Um, but I mean, yeah. he is, he's 17. <laughs> um,
1: yep. he's acting his age.
0: He, that's true. I mean, you can't really blame him for that necessarily. Um, I couldn't find anything about who, uh, who produced this, who like did that? Who, who, who did the samples and shit, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know the wikipedia has very little about this mixtape i don't think genius has yeah anything there's not a page more. for it yeah uh, yeah there's well, like let's talk about welcome the to the culture okay let's listen to it first though
2: and reality's whack, and the media associates power with commercialized rap from taking it back with positivity, productivity, rebelling against this industry. Drop a it diffus high drop a diffus pie, doesn't pop a that it really ain't happening. So don't cop it, but it's the only way that we're going to stop it. If they don't make a profit, then they won't be a market to the man. Listen to the music that comes from the soul, Most quote unquote, I'm seizing
0: it. Deathflow its- is actually not bad. Like, the his, like, multi yeah. is like, uh, like fitting all those syllables and those, like, I don't know if they're like 16th notes or eighth notes or whatever, but he's like doing that, like staccato, like fitting a lot of syllables in that's like, that's not bad. Like his flow is, is definitely not the worst I've ever heard.
1: Yeah. But start- he's doing it while he's calling for a boycott on, uh, on commercial hip hop. I there's the rub. <laughs> yeah. He sounds like a uh, uh, Geraldo Rivera. <laughs>
0: Oh, I-, I thought you were going to say Holden Caulfield.
1: <laughs> Bunch of phonies.
0: Yeah, ba- I mean that's basically what this what this song is, and yeah. that's that's. I mean, to take a tangent back to our little book club thing, it's like why I one of the reasons I appreciate that book. Um, there's a lot of people I see slam it for being like a juvenile book, but the point of the book is to inhabit a kind of juvenile personality. And yeah. sort of explore the ways in which um, this kind of like philosophical purity that that some young people can run towards is uh, pretty hollow in the end. And you like running around. Are calling, you saying
1: that people aren't like aren't reading it the right way and are uh, taking the wrong lessons from it? I mean, yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> what an idea.
0: Yeah, I mean. <laughs> certainly not anyone who would have like shot anyone or anything i don't <laughs> think that someone who had who had a gun could possibly take that book the wrong way
1: uh it's definitely the book's fault yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> um well do you want to play the sample that says white savior of rap in all caps
0: <laughs> yes i've been wanting to get to that here we go and
2: revolution within a rap clash. Snaps, bang calls, jewelry, ice, and money and women don't mean a thing. it's a shame what we listen and
1: to yes starting a positive revolution within the rap clash and that's vain called jewelry ice and money and women don't mean a thing mm-hmm. uh, it's a shame what we listen to in actuality it's hurting who me and you. Mm -hmm. He answered his own question there. Uh, Originating a negative that America looks up to, and we think it's cool, but in reality, it's whack. And the media associates hip-hop with commercialized rap. I'm taking it back to the positivity. Provocative productivity. Uh, And then it moves into the sample that you played earlier. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, where do you get off, McLemore? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, right, you were 17.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> i i especially <laughs> like the uh, the part where he's saying i'm taking it back to the positivity provocative productivity it's like you're yeah. the one who's gonna start a revolution
1: it reminds me a lot of um if you listen to blank check with griffin and david uh they <laughs> they often refer to this essay that uh griffin wrote in high school called uh what was it called it's like um, oh, I remember back in blackface. Can, can you show me how to get to Racism Street? Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, and it's this uh, extremely like uh, cringy uh, essay on how I believe Beauty Shop, the Queen Latifah movie, is like modern day minstrelsy and is. Uh, extremely racist um and griffin uh the person who wrote it is you know a white teenager uh when he wrote it um and he's still white but older now and you know looking back and very cringy yeah Uh, it's
0: called uh back in blackface can you tell me how to get to racism street (laughs) yeah (laughs) um which i mean to be fair like to be fair to griffin like i didn't even know what minstrelsy was when i was that age like totally i was way behind the curve you know like so he was like i mean he was more advanced than i was at that age
1: so yeah i was worse it's when you just start getting some of those ideas just enough to hang yourself (laughs) yeah yeah exactly. just enough rope to hang yourself Mm
0: -hmm. oh that's
1: maybe Uh, um, i feel like that's what's going on that's maybe not a great idiom to use
0: it when okay well (laughs) a little unfortunate but unintended
1: yeah um that's a shame that that happened
0: yes uh okay um what else about this song yeah he's he's definitely got the uh, delusions of grandeur, talking about how he's gonna fix the entire industry he's got the um the kind of respectability politics of genteel white pacific Northwesterner racism going um we should mention that the pacific northwest is uh often a very racist place um the the kind of racism has has changed like Oregon was founded as a whites only state and was settled by a lot of ex confederates um, and had like sun sundown laws and stuff. Uh, But now it's sort of morphed into like the, the, the genteel racism of, of talking about how um, hip hop is all about uh, what is it? What does he say? Ice and jewelry, ice and money and women. So there's like that kind of sentiment still in the Pacific Northwest.
1: Yeah. Like respectability um, politics. And, uh, I mean, it has the, the same phenomena of, you know, kind of every other state, which is the, there are population centers that are very, you know, faux leftist, um, and racist in, uh, rich upper class ways. Um, but then any rural area is, you know, full of like, just, just as, uh, just as racist as you would stereotype someone, uh, a poor white person in the South or in Appalachia. To oh
0: be. yeah. Like um, some of the, like yeah. some of the small towns in Oregon, you might as well be in Alabama. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. It's it absolutely no different. And I would also say similarly, um, uh, progressive as, would not be represented uh as would not be stereotyped to occur in among poor whites in those places, you know, right. Like u- union, uh, anti-racist poor white people as well. You know, like it's, Oh, they're totally. here too, but yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. Some of the, like the most, um, strident and passionate, uh, anti-racist and anti-homophobes I've met from small towns in red states. Um, yeah. you know, where like dyeing their hair and wearing nose rings and like really fucking like paying the cost of their rebellion much more than some of us who grew up in more like quote unquote progressive areas. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: All right. We got all kinds here. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. kinds of racism uh,
1: or all kinds no.
0: of white people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I remember the first time I went to Maine, um, mm-hmm. I went there. Uh, I believe I visited you in Boston on the way back. You and Rachel. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went there for a music festival, and the music festival was staffed by local, like white Maine uh, folks, Mainers, and uh, and they had like you know big Griffin, uh, like uh, Peter Griffin energy. Oh, uh, totally. Like a, a few of them that I met, and I was like, wow, this is like. Uh, I, it was one of the first times where I was like, this is a white person that I have absolutely nothing culturally in common with. Like this person, as far as I'm concerned, is a different race than me. They look completely different, you know, like mm-hmm. they're made up of different white immigrant groups. They talk completely different. Like this is, yeah, like the that's when the idea of whiteness really started to fall apart is when I had my first conversation with a, uh, um, a many-generation uh, Maine white person.
0: Dude, Maine is such a... I was like,
1: oh, yeah, this means nothing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Maine <laughs> is such a fascinating <laughs> state. Like, the the divide between, like, the interior... Like, it's, it's an enormous state, for one thing, but the divide between, like, the coastal people and the interior people is so big. Even if you, like, discount the difference between, like, the vacationers and, like, the bushes who have their... Vacation home in Kenny bunk or whatever, yeah. Like there's all there's all kinds of like rich privileged people who come in for like the to summer to use summer as a verb, um, yes. But then there's like the the sort of crunchy types in Portland who wear tie dye and go kayaking and stuff, yeah. And then there's like the camo dudes hunting deer like in the interior, yeah.
1: Yep. The lot a lot going on in Maine. Uh, shout out to uh, Kafari. Um, one of the only black people that I met in Maine when I was on tour last year, uh, who is an old time musician and pianist and I think electronic musician, uh, and producer. Uh, but he plays bones and, uh, he came out to our show and hung out and pretty cool to meet him. I hope to actually get to play with him someday.
0: Dude, a good bones player is the coolest thing ever.
1: Yeah. It's, uh. (laughs) It, it it makes the instrument's existence uh and accessibility to uh bad white musicians uh <laughs> worth it when you meet that actually good Bones player. Uh it
0: justifies the ways of bones to God or whatever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh there was I think one other white savior moment that I wanted to highlight. Do you wanna you wanna play that sound sample? Yes, I do
2: than the truth shall be told. Bang Rosin House, show culture my neglect. Let's prolong this art, and show our culture. Welcome to the culture. You don't know what's called hip hop. If you knew, sorry for the review, but it looks
1: like a forgot. Of... Yikes. Yep. So he's just saying like I represent the culture. This is the culture. Like He's just taking a lot of ownership that it's like I don't know if you really earned this, dude. <laughs>
0: yeah, you 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 don't own this. This is not yours. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, it's in a very different way than you know. Eminem claimed ownership. I, it feels like you know, like he, did he actually? Really?
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like he didn't I, claim he, ownership over hip hop. He kind of like claimed ownership over himself and like his, like his influ- his own influence, I guess. Like, yeah, he he definitely claimed ownership over people who were like imitating him or his influence, but he didn't like just talk about how he owned all of hip hop, yeah. really. Did he?
1: I guess. I guess saying that you're the greatest and saying that you're uh, a good rapper and implicitly saying that you're better than black rappers. Um, I guess that is very different than making this appeal to authority that Mclemore is making, which is just like um, you know, rap music uh, as it like as it's popularly understood now and like the kind of rap music that's being um, uh, listen to Mm -hmm. is a uh, immoral and (laughs) like I have something like actually of value that I'm going to save it. You know, that's, I think more offensive, Uh, (laughs) even though it's intentions, I think are, they, they come from, I don't know, like ultimately I feel like Macklemore, he talks a lot in this album about positivity and be like, uh, and he continues to throughout his, his uh, his career, mm-hmm. but um, I think it's going in a good direction. Yeah, and his intentions are good, but damn, that sucks to hear.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's another place where he wears his influence on his sleeve, and it's kind of derivative because that's straight out of like Talib Kweli and like um, a tribe called Quest, and like some of those like those underground '90s hip hop artists that were very self consciously embracing positivity and like the power of yeah. love and the power of peace. Um, so I, th- I think he's he's trying to like hearken to that tradition, but also he doesn't have any of the insider status that makes it a powerful
1: statement. Yeah, he's not doing anything subversive at all other than eventually taking up a lot of space. Yes. <laughs> and distracting. <laughs> um, so we're definitely not going to talk about very many songs on this album because we're spending so much time on the first actual song and I think that's I think that is fair because there's so much content, especially yeah in the song Welcome to the Culture. Um there the uh, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, who we will get into later, uh his collaborator on two albums, mm-hmm. um, they made the song Thrift Shop, and that's uh what, their most popular song? Their most well known song? Um I think and music video. Uh
0: I think is there, one of their other songs like um Whatever that ceiling can't hold us song, I think yeah. that might have more plays at least on Spotify.
1: Okay, yeah. Uh, the zeit the big zeitgeist song, I would say his his breakout the hit cultural. Yeah, breakout hit is thrift shop. Yeah. Um, and the thing that characterizes that song, I think, is its humor. It's supposed to be a funny and clever song. Yes, mainly. And then underneath that is, um, you know, a k- kind of a, a message and in a moral stance, which is I'm going to subvert capitalistic ideas of like um, consumption, status yeah, and status. Yeah. And consumption. Um, and, and, which I think is cool. Like, yeah, we'll get to that song later, obviously, but like that's sort of, he's using humor and that's sort of the main kind of vehicle. And then, uh, and you know, being good at rap and, and making catchy music. Mm-hmm. And then there's this like little nugget of an idea in there. So I want to be looking you know, earlier on his in his career, when is when is he being funny? Because he's mostly profoundly unfunny and unclever in this album. Yes. But um he's like taking these himself little very seriously. <laughs> yeah and it's oh it's so awful yeah once again 17 year old it's fine yeah seven <laughs> doesn't need to know better at this it's point. true
0: and a lot of 17 year olds take themselves very
1: seriously i definitely did i definitely did as well <laughs> <laughs> i mean at some point maybe we can re- cover my first album on this show and then i'll go die oh that would be awesome um, i've always hoped to yeah, die we've talked about it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there, there is a, there is a cheesy joke in this. And I think it's like, um, you know, a little, a little promise for a future funny Macklemore. Oh, do you want to play yeah. that sound sample? I would love to.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> so the fakes get crossed out because we don't need you. I'm second cheese. Want to be MCs. End up taste testing for Velveeta
0: huh so he's saying i'm second cheese which according to the genius is a play on the phrase the second mouse gets the cheese which i don't think i've ever heard that before
1: um have you heard that Mm -hmm. is that a common phrase do you know that the second mouse gets the cheese yeah it's uh an answer to the early bird gets the worm oh
0: well those are different animals with different foods so i don't know why that would be an answer uh also the the genius helpfully linked to a uh photo of Velveeta with a naked woman on it who is, who is either about uh oh god she's about either five inches tall or it's the biggest fucking brick of velveta you've ever seen in your goddamn life
1: well either way something's awakened in me
0: yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> she's she's kind of got like a weird golden hue too which makes me think like she's she has like liquid, uh, melted Velveeta flowing through her veins rather than blood. Um, like, <laughs> like many Americans do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> proud Velveeta-blooded Americans. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh,
0: so, so I think there's an implicit comma or semicolon there. I'm second cheese, comma, wannabe MCs end up taste testing for Velveeta. So they're, they're like, um... They're get, they're like getting trying to get that fake cheese after Macklemore has gobbled up the real cheese. I guess right.
1: Uh, is I that the know. joke? I don't actually know how to break it down, but I just thought the idea of taste testing for Velveeta was funny.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's a humorous diss. It doesn't necessarily track on a like logical level, but he's definitely trying to have fun, and
1: that is important. <laughs> <laughs> The first step to having fun is you got to try. Yeah. <laughs> you got to put yourself out there. Exactly. It's like the difference between a comedian and a comic. I've heard described as like comedian, someone who tells jokes. A comic is someone who uh, Lives says jokes. things in a funny way.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, anyway, I don't think that's an actual dichotomy, but um, yeah, I don't think. Ooh, so. this should up. we get into some hippie hippie bullshit and talk about the almighty kingdom? Oh,
0: I would love to. Speaking <laughs> of the uh, the Pacific Northwest and all of its many many foundational problems, check it out. Yep. Oh, I actually have the intro, which is spoken word, and I think we should listen to the intro before we listen to the generalized ooh, sound God. sample. Here we go.
2: Man, I'm loving life right now. I'm looking out the window and just thinking. Look at where we live at. I mean, this is the Pacific Northwest. This is the almighty kingdom. Who's be tripping? Like, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. I mean, <laughs> go ahead and travel. But just know that there ain't no place like the fresh coast, man. We're still in Sagittarius.
0: <laughs> I mean, go ahead. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. I mean, go ahead and travel. Like, what are you talking about?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind
1: that interest so much if there was like a funny kind of tongue in cheek or at least like lighthearted song about the Pacific Northwest yeah. that followed that. But instead like it'd be-
0: it's so oh, yeah, self serious. <laughs> uh,
1: uh and this song basically is most of the rest of the songs on the album. Just like super lofty, faux spiritual, hippie, white nonsense.
0: Very um, crunchy, very granola, yeah
1: very crunchy
0: (laughs) uh so let's listen to the generalized sound sample which i think has uh part of the chorus at least
2: as I proceeded to grow, I met my love in the radio. Knew that I had to be there with the nights of the rounds. Hey, well at the age of thirteen, began to work out. My pillow met my control, and a year later, pulled the sword from the stone. Words telepathic and spoken word carriers, message translators, innovators. So say you're sending positive papers through the microphone to your eardrums. The movements, still music in tune with the Almighty King. He's trying. I
1: kind of like the flow of that chorus. Actually, I, mean- I really like it. The content it, is bullshit yes it's but.
0: it's it's another it's like the it's very highly derivative of uh del the funky homo sapien and possibly to a lesser extent talib quali um he's trying so hard for the kind of like um uh depth that talib quali goes for yeah uh, it has
1: the uh it has the cadence uh it has the the tone and the shape of profundity. Yes. But it is not. (laughs) Not even close. (laughs) It's like maybe if he, it's like that old idea of like, you know, show don't tell. And it's like, it's okay to do a little bit of telling and a little bit of like exposition about what you're doing as long as you actually do it and you actually earn it. Yeah. If this was the chorus in a, in the verses were like actually poetic and weren't just more kind of didactic faux spiritual like multi words that don't have any imagistic or any sen- sensory like you know or there's no storytelling yeah it's just nonsense it's yeah. so irritating yeah, it to listen to definitely it's awful is.
0: yep um, yeah he's also got this like weird thing about he's got all this imagery about like kingdoms and knights of the round table and I do not yeah, know what the f- fuck he's trying to do with that like like in that sound sample you heard he said as i proceeded to grow i met my love on the radio and knew that i had to be down with the knights of the round table at the age of 13 began to work out my flow met mind control and a year later pulled the sword from the stone when he was 14 i guess he he quote unquote pulled the sword from the stone whatever that metaphor means to him
1: he's the king of rap
0: he's the king of rap he's got that freaking sword and everything uh and then and then he just keeps referring to the Pacific Northwest as the Almighty Kingdom which is fucked up in so many weird ways.
1: Yeah, especially because I don't know like the especially or I mean I guess I don't know. I mean manifest destiny like sort of like white utopia like those ideas, you know. It's like for who?
0: Yeah. He's, And who was living here before you decided this was the Almighty Kingdom?
1: Yeah. Lewis and Clark came through and they're like, holy shit, this place is like, you know, heaven on earth. Um, And and, you know what uh, that's worth. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Should we talk about Wake Up so we can talk about his uh, Eminem reference? Oh, yes. Let's do
2: he said, oh, you don't know me. I'm crazy blood. I'm a northern rider. Just ask my homies. Oh, my, my God. I forgot about song. Like you. I replied, yeah. You're white, right too. He said, huh? I'll wear boo I'll fight you. Let's go hit up. I told him my man slow. Your rope oh, the it blowing. Just wake up. Thank you.
0: So while I was listening to this mixtape, I was sometimes texting Cameron a little bit about it. Um, And I actually got this song wrong because I I said, I'm loving the song where he talks about how much better he is than the black rapper and how he's correcting him. But it turns out I had misheard the part because it's, it's very, very hard to hear where he actually says that the person he's talking to is white. Maybe it's maybe it's it's worthwhile to tell this whole story. Verse one. So I was relaxing at the spot, and some dude came through and was like, "Yo, you got flows?" And I was like, "Of course." And I asked him if he rhymed, and he was like, "Only when I'm off this scissorp. I love to rap." Uh, that's the end of the quote sorry i love to rap i this is mac Moore speaking again i love to rap i don't even care if you're whack <laughs> just you to c- clarify
1: ben ben uh, haggerty is speaking in, yes in
0: this part mm, not ben that. hammond haggerty i love to rap i don't even care if you're whack you got flows in a beat we can do that he was like okay but you go first unquote so i spit an unedited spontaneous improvisational verse and we were chilling then this fool grabbed the mic and was it like sounds great yeah then was, and was like, quote, yeah, I'd be killing, stacking millions, eating children, fuck a slut, bitch, unquote. I interrupted his ignorant ass and said, quote, unless you're trying to sound like Brother Lynch on Shermstick, that microphone, that the microphone you need to pass. You don't got a Bentley. I just heard you talking about your bus pass, unquote. He said, quote, fool, you don't know me. I'm crazy blood. I'm a North End writer. Just ask my homies. I jack white boys like you, unquote. I replied, quote, you're white too, unquote. He said, quote, honky, I wear fubu. I'll fight you. Let's go head up, unquote. I told him, quote, my man, slow your roll, peep the flow, and just wake up, unquote. So it's easy It's <sighs> easy to, if you don't hear that very small uh, kind of mumbled part where he says, you're white too, um, yeah. then it's, y- you could definitely uh, hear it as an incredibly problematic verse where Makamora um, indulges in a lot of, Stereotypical uh, portrayals and talking about how much better he is than this black person. But to his defense, it is actually a, a white person who is co opting and appropriating even more than Macklemore is.
1: Yeah, although I would say that this song is. Yeah, like we're talking about different kinds, different flavors of racism. Uh and right. <laughs> and ignorance. This song each verse is a is a different white person that he is saying well actually to. He's mansplaining explaining yeah. to, too. White explaining exactly. too yeah, about yeah. rap culture and about I guess to some extent black culture. Um and uh he is setting himself up as it, it's a adolescent wish fulfillment, you know, kind of Oh, totally. That he's telling in each different verse about how he's uh, shutting down these white people. And the first one, it's, yeah, I mean, you read the whole verse. And the second one, it's uh, his teacher. uh, And his teacher, what does he say? Uh, Oh, I I think I have a sound sample of this. You want to do the one that says Eminem reference?
0: Yes, I would love to. Here we go.
2: An mc and i make beats and he laughed and he's like <laughs> you must be like eminem <laughs> first of all is my, life. my culture my blood and me being white doesn't have anything to do with my skills
0: he yeah so that's i well my favorite part is that he says first of all and then he doesn't follow it up with anything like that's there's only one thing that he says he says hip-hop is my life my culture my blood and me being white doesn't have anything to do with my skills that's one item in the list and then he doesn't there's no second of all or third of all
1: yeah uh there is no itemized list so the teacher goes on to say oh you're like will smith puff daddy dollar dollar bill bill um and then he's he's saying like don't Compare me to Eminem. Don't compare me to uh, bling blingers, R and B singers. Why wouldn't you want to be compared to R and B
0: singers? Uh, (laughs) That's that's just a rhyme. Very problematic.
1: (laughs) Yeah, bling blingers. I'm just Uh. sending out words that the youth can relate to, so they can stay faithful. That's not a rhyme. They regulate when ignorant people degrade you. Um, You should respect one another. You're a teacher, and he's like, yeah, (laughs) waxing moral to this. (laughs) this white teacher uh, yeah it's uh it's a little hard to listen to
0: <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah it's it's extremely like adolescent wish fulfillment e um yeah again kind of like uh, a lot of what Hol- holding caulfield talks about in uh, catcher in the rye um but in this case we don't have a uh writer who's there to portray it and interpret it and uh comment on it which would be J.D. Salinger. Yes. We just have uh, Holden Caulfield, bare and unfiltered and raw. Uh, yep.
1: Um, and then the uh, the third one, the third verse, he's talking to uh, a this, lady.
0: This one I love for its irony, though. Because, yeah. so I was at, he says, so I was at the bus stop kicking a beatbox and started, which is, If you're okay, if you're a white kid in (laughs) Seattle, you're a white kid in Seattle in 2000 and you're just at the bus stop and you're just fucking beatboxing to yourself. Okay. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) go for it, man. Whatever. Who cares? Uh, So he says and started conversing with some lady about music and she asked me if it was true that quote, all people have guns, smoke, blunts and drink 40s and hip hop unquote. And so he goes off and schools her and is like, don't believe everything that you hear but he he was doing that exact same thing in the first song he was he was (laughs) he was like man all these people in hip-hop are just like shooting guns and smoking blunts and like having their bitches or whatever (laughs) it's like come on dude you're such a fucking hypocrite
1: (laughs) uh Unfortunately, it's stereotyped as a culture that's based upon thugs. Hip hop is not about guns. And like all cultures, yes, some hip hop heads do drugs. That's not even relevant. In moderation, drugs can actually <laughs> open eyes and expand the elements. And then he says, Oh my this god. Lyric.
0: Oh my god. Oh, I love uh-huh. this.
1: I've I love come it. closer to my ancestors' remnants, scripting my life through the force of their spiritual presence. I use my lyrics as the evidence. You questioned hip-hop's drug use? You should be questioning the president's.
0: Oh, burn. Damn. He really owned her. Man, this anonymous uh, old lady in Seattle is like, she got murdered, bro. (laughs) She can never show her face in public again. (laughs) That's why we've never heard from her after this.
1: Yeah. What a good diss track. Man,
0: he really Um, showed... Showed, uh, quote unquote, some lady,
1: (laughs) as he calls her. I I am assuming that, uh, the characters in the second and third verses are also white. Um, the reason I'm assuming this is because he's painting sort of racist pictures of the, I mean, hypothetically, like. I mean, I've heard black folks like speak ill of hip hop music before. Like that's a thing, uh, especially older black folks. Yeah, um,
0: especially the the subgenre of gangster rap. Like that yeah, was yes, that especially is and has always been a controversial subgenre. Um yeah. and I think f- f- for understandable reasons.
1: Yeah, sure, and it's and it's often seen as this is what rap is as a whole. Yes. Um, I mean, that's kind of what that verse is about. Right, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm assuming that these characters are white because they feel like white caricatures. Um, and I think Macklemore probably would have said, I think he's operating under a, uh, unless otherwise noted, this person is white. <laughs> kind of, because that's how a lot of white people operate is they they say, Oh yeah, this person. Um, and then if it's a black person, they'll say this black person.
0: Right. Yeah. It's it's the like yeah. wh- the the default whiteness yeah. of um,
1: white and, normativity.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's another way of putting. it. Yeah. There's there's like tons of psychological studies where if you show person a picture of a white person's hands, they say, "Oh, there are some hands." And if you show them a picture of a black person's hands, they're like, "Oh, there is some black hands, or there are a black person's hands." Yeah. Yeah
1: whoops oops (laughs) ah the platonic ideal of hands yeah exactly (laughs) pale five fingers
0: (laughs) yeah um Uh, yeah so this is a pretty unfortunate song all
1: right let's talk about a couple more uh i want to talk about
0: earthlings for sure uh, okay here we go! Oh yeah,
1: this is the uh, yeah. where we learned where babies come from. I forgot. <laughs>
0: yes, yeah, we, we do definitely need to talk about this. Do, Cameron, we need to talk about Earthlings. This is what we talk <laughs> about when we talk about this dumbass <laughs> song.
2: I didn't want to budge, but the voice from above let me know. It was time to go. Told me so a baby boy with the over mother, X and Y, comosome. Being born within the Ozone, at the throne of the dome, called earth birth to a child of the cosmo. Earthlings, gossip, talk, walk the same. Shops that backs locked the spots to exchange. the dramatic soap opera drama in short change.
0: So uh about this song, y- you didn't hear anything that weird in the sound sample you just heard um it has some kind of non-specific cosmic uh wording and i had intended to get a sample of the intro but i guess i didn't but it looks like you did cameron is uh, that right? yeah
1: yeah i think i think it's the intro this is the opening to the song
0: everyone just just keep that in mind um and uh check out how he decides the the best uh lines to open the song with so just just think about that
2: out of the womb i slipped between two vaginal lips pushed to the light of sight a fetus into a child and all spring of the sun up off wet and wild, went wild see, my father's sperm giving my mother a seed.
0: <laughs> oh my god okay so the opening lines are out of the womb i slipped between two vaginal lips so i'm really glad that uh, macklemore is telling us about his mom's pussy and all about her labia and i'm really glad to be picturing this this weirdo with like his hitler youth haircut just slipping right out of his, his mom's labia
1: <laughs> he's born that way yeah don't exactly. make fun of Mclemore's haircut that's how he was born he yeah. doesn't have a choice <laughs> oh shit prejudice ignorant oh Uh, man but then he follows it up
0: with these lines pushed into the light of a sight a fetus into a child in the spring of the suns whatever the fuck that means but not the wet and wild journey conceived my father's sperm giving my mother a seed implanted it in the ovaries of eternity and entity organism in the system of creation so he like has lots of weird like uh, anatomical and like clinical language about conception combined with all this just completely spaced out like quasi cosmic
1: bullshit. It's
0: so yeah, weird.
1: Maclebar has not uh, he he's not familiar with the concept at this point of in meteor res. Yeah. <laughs> so <we have> to <laughs> like, start.
0: let me start at the beginning. Uh, my mom's yeah. vaginal lips. <laughs> yeah. My dad's shooting sperm all over the place. You had
1: me at vaginal lips.
0: <laughs> Do you think the if that's the title, title of the episode
1: that it'll be flagged by <laughs> Apple Podcasts? I've seen people straight up
0: use the word shit in the titles of, of podcasts, and Apple didn't crack down on I may on them. have
1: done that before.
0: Yeah, we might have. I don't know. Could be worth a try. It's. I'm willing to risk it all for those vaginal lips. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, boy. Uh...
0: Uh, so just the, now we just, know where babies come from. T- uh,
1: just the like the two-word
0: phrase "vaginal lips" is so distasteful. <laughs> I don't know. Something about that is just—I don't know. It's just like really, really bugs me. <laughs> <laughs> uh I—I th- I think it's the weird like combination of clinical, like animato- anatomical detachment of vaginal, and then like the the just shocking kind of. Uh vulgarism and slang of lips. And then know.
1: saying having the gall to say wet and wild. Yeah, later, wet and wild about his dad's a couple cum. lines later.
0: Yeah. How dare you, Michael
1: I don't want to hear about how uh, your dad's then, cum
0: is is or is not wet and wild.
1: <laughs> uh my my dad's uh Dry tame seed. Yeah, well, well, my da-
0: my dad's jizz. It was wet, but it was not wild. Just just want to put that out there. <laughs> uh,
1: my dad's jizz is like a sandstorm, <laughs> <laughs> out of control. It's his freaking dry. dust devil down there, bro. <laughs> Uh, verse two the first line of verse two is I'm an outsider outcast and it's like well you've already told us that yeah in the first verse <laughs> I wonder why
0: I wonder why that could it's possibly actually very be.
1: eloquent <laughs> you've communicated so much about yourself yeah
0: so you're saying you're an outcast because you begin conversations talking about your mom's vaginal lips <laughs> how could you possibly be an outcast knowing that that's how you start conversations <laughs>
1: Uh, and I believe the the second verse is one of those situations where, uh, oh yeah, at the end in the Genius lyrics it says to be continued. Ellipses. Can someone give me some advice if something's wrong? <laughs> I did. I missed that are part.
0: You, as, are you as, logged <laughs> in to Genius? Will you respond to them? <laughs> oh yeah, I can do that. I will sign in. <laughs> okay, great. Um, my God, I love that they put that in in as if
1: it were lyrics. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you should Pyong Pyong that. I will Pyong. <laughs> do they still do that?
0: I don't know. I'm just, I'm writing a, a comment that
1: says, uh, Pyong Pyong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with uh, rapgenius.com, uh, the Pyong is a little like uh, Harry Potter lightning bolt kind of symbol. Uh, and, you can promote a song or a comment to your genius genius rap. is a social network.
0: Mm, Yeah. Which is, I don't like that. I don't, not everything needs to be a fucking social network. Everybody. Okay. Let me just put that out there. (laughs) Venmo. (laughs) Fucking Venmo. Reddit. Those do not need to be social networks. And in fact, should not be, they get much worse if you try to make them social networks. Ugh but but you're right. Maybe uh, maybe Venmo is the worst considering that they make all transaction data completely public by default.
1: Yeah. Yeah, recently I got a a like on something that I forgot to make private on Venmo just from some rando and I was just and it was like a like from a while ago and I was like that sucks that someone's like stalking me about my financial transactions. <laughs>
0: Oh, boy. oh, well, I have not logged into this website in a long time. Um, <laughs> a bunch of people uh, rejected my annotation on some Slayer lyrics that I left like a breed and a half <laughs> or a, a year and a half ago,
1: <laughs>
0: but it's not letting me like click on the links so I can see them in context. I don't know why. It's a bad website is why I think.
1: Yeah. We 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 should probably move on. I have to head out soon uh, oh, to yeah, make yeah. dinner for my family. I think we should talk about Her Name Was Music, at least a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think we should. I have one sound sample from the song Fresh Coast that I want to be included in your soundboard uh, alongside uh, Dave Matthews Band's A Little Baby. Oh. Um, oh, very good. I think it should be canonized.
0: Mm-hmm. That's great. Okay. So first let's listen to Her Name Was Music, track number
2: eight. Uh,
0: I mean, whoever's doing the production, that's like, it's not bad. It's like pretty good. All things considered, yeah, especially cool. considering the like the technical technological limitations of the year 2000, you know?
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, in in fact, you know what? This whole album,
0: the production and the recording and the way it sounds is kind of miraculously good considering it's 2000. I that's mean, a
1: great point. Un- unless I wish we had more information. Yeah. Unless his, his
0: parents are like super wealthy and just like dumped a bunch of money into recording studio time for him, which is definitely possible. Um, I don't know.
1: Yeah. He doesn't sound like one of these early two thousands, uh, Fruity Loops wrappers. Yeah, exactly. Fruity Loops is, uh, it's a type of cereal. Uh, yes. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> uh, it's an old, uh, digital audio workspace looping software that was free, um, that you could... Do some cool stuff with, but ultimately was like it was like it was what people used before a Garage Band. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh so in this he he has a he fucks this woman in the song that he just met, I guess. Uh-huh. Like they just meet, they stare at each other and they instantly fall in love, and then they have sex, and then at uh the very end of the song, they're uh <laughs> there's a sort of Shyamalan-esque moment yeah even though it's kind of given away in the title of the song do I you think that's a literary that technique called
0: uh, foreshadowing Cameron
1: <laughs> <laughs> you don't play that sound sample oh yes I do
2: I laid the juice From the sweetest nectar Ugh. She returned the favor Swallowing my soul Ugh. The feeling that we last forever I remember We held each other Our bodies fit together Like a missing piece Of a puzzle Our minds Were one organism King grew it She got up to leave I yo, wait I never asked your name She turned around And listened to my soul And silently Whispered music Her name was music Silently
0: whispered music so he Her fucked, name was music He fucked the shit Out of music And you can definitely Hear it in this album Because he's it's definitely fucking the shit out of music. That's the only way of putting well, it, really. Well, body
1: was my canvas, and I painted an in-depth picture to distinguish the feeling of being in sync with a companion that would never leave you. That's that's a lot of
0: metaphors. It's it's like two foundational metaphors layered on top of each other. And as we all know, it's good and normal when buildings have two foundations. And is <laughs> a commonly used technique that is never a mistake.
1: Uh um he says she was freedom and i was a slave who had touched my whole life with liberation. What
0: the fuck does that
1: supposed to mean? No. The orgasm was everlasting exceeding the depths of passion past the earth's crust. And then right before uh the sound sample he says i had licked the juice from the sweetest nectar. Don't. She returned the favor swallowing my soul uh Uh, don't
0: your soul is not your dick dude uh
1: we talk about this uh all the time at least i do on the show uh your soul's not your dick yeah well the, the flight of the concords uh character dave Who's talking about some criminals? And he says, "Dave's my favorite." Yeah, about this one guy who got his whole uh, his whole body cut off. Yeah, and they're like, "What do you mean his whole body cut off?" He's like, "Yeah, all that was left was the dick."
0: (laughs) They grabbed his dick and cut his whole body
1: off. That's this is essentially Macklemore in a nutshell. Seventeen-year-old Macklemore in a nutshell. Uh, Okay, so uh, we we should. Can you play the, the sound sample of the song Journey that says uh, Journey McLemore is a transracial time cop?
2: Oh, I <laughs> you should uh, play that too. love
0: the, that. So uh, I'm going to find out what that means
2: freedom and justice I better been besides as a Native American uh, I check the Santa Maria and assassinate Columbus dressing my being back to present time. sit on the porch of my parents and converse about life in the sunshine my mission
1: forward another... wow okay this so, is equivalent of killing baby Hitler
0: <laughs> yeah so the song's called journey and it's this weird like metaphysical journey he goes on Uh, It makes me not stop believing. Uh, It says, traveling, babbling to myself, not knowing where I am going. I follow the river that is showing me direction. I expand over the universe and converse with heaven, hovering over gravity's dimension. Uh, This is just total babble. Um, Feeling freedom and justice, I metamorphosize as a Native American, hijack the Santa Maria and assassinate Columbus, transcend my being back to present time, sit on the porch with my parents and converse about life and the sunshine. Oh my god dude that's so so cringy
1: in uh I read ahead a bit in the Wikipedia and um apparently Macklemore has had substance abuse issues oh interesting <laughs> yeah apparently that's a big part of his work and his life later on is uh talking uh, speaking publicly about uh his substance abuse And abuse issues and addiction issues so uh that's just like a random uh a random thing that i wanted to change the subject with right there
0: yeah i hope he's he handles it better than whatever this weird fantasy is although i do have to say fantasies are always good and are never bad
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh all right we i should get going but do you want will you please play the uh the the sample from fresh coast
0: oh yes I'm I'm on tenterhooks. So I don't even know what it is. Here we go. That's
2: the real deal.
0: That's the real deal?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't even remember what he's saying it about. But I just... I really, I've just been thinking about it constantly since I was listening uh, to this in the middle of the night last night uh, while rocking my baby to sleep. And just shaking my head and just... That's the real deal, homie. <laughs> <laughs> and it is. Babe, and you know
0: Cameron? Cameron, it is. Cameron, babies are kind of the realest deal if you really think about it. <laughs> yeah.
1: They really are. Mhm. I really do think. You you, you, you.
2: little <laughs> <laughs> baby.
0: Yes. All right, yeah, well we should get going. Um, next week we've got macklemore's uh i think his first official release is that right is uh 2005 um before he and got and
1: we're not talking about the wet and wild release of his uh, oh, seed
0: my... yeah <laughs> or his dad's seed or whatever um hopefully there's many fewer references to his mom's uh vaginal lips yeah Um, We're not talking
1: about the release from his mom's vaginal lips. uh,
0: I guess... No, I guess we technically are, because he is the release from his mom's vaginal lips. Um, So we'll be talking about... them. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess he's got siblings. And also, I'm not gonna go there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Great! Good. I'm glad to hear that, Nathan. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus take the wheel. Jesus take the podcast. Well,
0: (laughs) in contrast to Jesus taking the wheel, I almost like handed it over the devil and urged him to just careen us careen whatever this vehicle is right off a cliff yeah anyway um macklemore's mom's favorite discharge is macklemore and we'll be talking about his 2005 first official album to the language of my world can that be the title oh can just it. Just a little smackerel of bad
1: taste. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, oh okay. Um, yeah. It's, we will see. I'm going to wait till Monday night. And then, <laughs> then make <laughs> the decision. My, my notes and my options. Yeah, so. exactly.
0: Uh, yeah, so it's before he gets hooked up with Ryan Lewis, well before he gets famous in 2010 or 2011 or whatever it was when Thrift yeah. Shop w- hit it big. Uh, but, yeah, it's his first official release, his first solo. Yeah. Um, the language of my world. So until that time, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, you can visit us online at box website, email us at email at box website, tweet us at Tobias podcast, um, go on iTunes, write us a review. Uh, I don't have any bit to do about it here, but just know that it's helpful and it's good for us. And, uh, it, it makes you feel good because you're helping us out and helping people is good. um,
1: it, it releases endorphins, probably. Don't you
0: want those fucking endorphins? It's got, it's, it's what you crave. It's got all those endorphin juices you crave. Um, if you want to support us making this show. Uh, you can go to directly you can go to support.boxset.website get access to all of our bonus materials including the aforementioned weekly mini show called What's in the Box Weekly in which case this week we did a weird little impromptu book club where we talked about a uh, book by Joe Hill who is Stephen King's son called Nosferatu and then we ended up talking about Ursula K Le Guin we meandered into uh agatha christie and talked about my hot takes and why sherlock holmes is bad and not just because of the nazi reasons there are other reasons i dislike it um (laughs) thanks thanks to our supporters uh all of all of them including a uh new upgrading or i i i should have looked this up I, i meant to before it started i i don't remember if if they're upgrading or um starting but thank you nate for supporting us um i don't know if uh your last name is 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 good to mention, but thank you, Nate, for supporting us. We do very much appreciate it. Um, thank you, Nate. Yeah. Fellow, fellow Nate over here. Yeah. What's up, my Nate? Uh, you can listen to... I feel left out. Yeah. <laughs> you can listen to Cameron's other podcast called Get Up in the Cool, and you should, if you have any interest in traditional acoustic musics, uh, mostly Appalachian fiddle and banjo music, and uh, a much more um uh better <laughs> well I, I was gonna <laughs> uh <laughs> i was gonna say
1: more i'm kidding more serious I'm kidding. but then i was
0: like but then serious sounds like it, that could be a bad thing it's like oh this is so weighty and we can't laugh well,
1: i'll tell you what i don't think uh, vaginal lips has been brought up although on a recent episode oh. we played a tune that's literally called uh it's cold on my wee oui wee oui. oh so. <laughs> jesus is on the Acadian Fiddle episode. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so, <laughs> some of those tune
0: titles can get kind of spicy. Yep.
1: Yeah. I uh, I've recorded episode. It's a show that I, I play music with people in person, and uh, I have uh, backlogged. I think six more. I'm good up until May thirteenth. Then it'll be real interesting to see where the show goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stay stay inside, people. <laughs> So I can keep making my show someday.
0: Yeah, exactly. Especially considering like, I don't know, virtual jam sessions through video chat, I think are going to be a little technologically problematic. Anyway. um, Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week uh, with Macklemore's next solo album. Until that time, I've been Nathan Hunt and uh, I've always hoped you'd die.
1: (laughs) I've been Cameron Doit and I'm a proud, Velveeta-blooded American.
0: <laughs> when I say I hope you die, I, w- I wasn't referring, to, I wasn't talking to our listeners, I was talking to you, Cameron, just, just so everyone knows.
1: <laughs> Is that even in the main episode? Yeah.
0: There's okay. definitely a, a point where I talk about how much I hope you die. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. I got to go. Okay. I got to go. I think we probably have enough B-roll. Oh, you've
0: got so it's much mostly metal.
2: Yeah.
1: Bye. Bye.